2: So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, No minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Uh, wherever you're listening from today, would love for you to hit the subscribe button, and if you can leave a rating or review there as well, it'd really be awesome too. Uh, I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Mitski. She's back with a new record called Be the Cowboy. You know, she just got off tour with Lord and Run the Jewels. There's also a lot of discussion on the themes of isolation, loneliness, and writing in a persona that's all a part of this new LP. You'll find out about global warming on Venus, perfect movie kisses, and how she has a really big fan in Iggy Pop. It's Kyle Meredith with Mitski.
3: Hi, this is
2: She. Well, first off, the music that I've heard from Be the Cowboy so far is is fantastic. This is so exciting. Um, We've been a fan for a couple albums now, so to hear you kind of continue in this march that you've been on, uh, it's really cool to see. Congratulations.
3: Thank you. It's such a relief. It is such a relief that people seem to (laughs) like it. (laughs)
2: Well, it seems like you got a lot. I mean, uh, I should bring up, you just, what, finished a tour with uh, Lord and Run the Jewels? Is that right?
3: Yes, so it was Lord's Tour officially, but Run the Jewels was main support, and I played first at 7 p.m. every night.
2: <laughs> 7 p.m. So you had to, I mean, that's that's the win-them-over spot. Like, can you win uh, a, a place where people are just filing in little by little? Like, is, is that the case?
3: I, I mean, I think so. Listen, I, just, I was just happy to be there. I was happy to play in their arena for the first time. Everything was new. Catering was amazing, you know. <laughs> Um, but it's it's one of those things where you kind of have to realize you're not the main attraction there and you're kind of just there to play while everyone files in and I think that's the mindset I played in so it was it was with my own shows, it's very much like, thank you for coming for me. Let me give you what you came for. But when it's somebody else's show, it's like, here, like maybe you would like this. Hopefully you would like this.
2: Well, I hope everybody liked it, uh, especially these new songs. It's it's kind of interesting, I guess, thinking about you in a stadium, because what you've said about the songs in Be the Cowboy, about you know the, the idea of one person on a stage alone... Did, did did you find that that was able to convert that that idealism to just you know a room that size
3: mm, well not really because you, you have to understand i had you know 25 minutes to play and i could there wasn't really space or time for me to put up any kind of visuals and again it wasn't about me and that's wonderful that's still great I got to reach people that I never would have reached otherwise but it I think it wasn't really about kind of expressing that idealism or getting that far in the conversation it was more just like here's some of my music I hope you like it And I hope you go home and perhaps listen to more of it.
2: Well, I I do want to talk about that because, you know, you've talked about this sort of persona that that is in on this. And, and of course, we've hinted on it here. But could you expand on that a little bit about uh, what, what you were trying to accomplish on this record?
3: Yeah, I think I was just very tired and feeling existential because I've just been on perma-tour, you know, and I love what I do, but it kind of takes something out of you. And to try to write something while you're in that process can be difficult. So I was just feeling spent, and I think that's where the music came from, where I was very tired, but I was also trying to rally myself. And so there's a lot more upbeat music, like with nobody, you know, the lyrics are quite desolate and desperate, but it's on a disco beat, you know, and I kind of wanted to express that feeling of being like, perhaps empty inside, but here, let's dance, you know, kind of I mean i I guess I'm thinking a little bit of like Andy Warhol's pop art, where it's just very colorful, very bright, very pop, but you know when you hear Andy Warhol explain it, he's like, well, i just I just made a can, you know, it's just very kind of like empty and kind of like I don't know, there's th- I don't know if I'm making sense,
2: oh completely <laughs> you, you are well, I mean i i know you know for a lot of artists it is about the inspiration like oh god what am i going to write about this time what you know where is it going to come from and you just kind of hope it hits like that but when you're on tour it's a whole lot of being alone it's it's alone in the hotel or it's alone in the green room or or just alone in your thoughts as you're waiting around so i I don't know i guess in that sense it's not so surprising that you went in the direction that you did because it from what i'm getting from you it sort of seems to stem from that
3: that it's better just to kind of like lean into whatever you're experiencing i know that a lot of my musician friends kind of have trouble as they progress in car- their careers just to write new music because it becomes harder and harder for people who don't live our lifestyles to understand what we're going through and that's why there's so many rock and roll songs about the road like right. i'm on the road i'm driving down the highway just like because that's all we do all the time <laughs> And so, like, and there's just so many, only so many ways you can turn that into a metaphor. But I think I read Courtney Barnett saying in an interview, like she was worried about how she might not be able to write music that people can relate to anymore because her life is just so isolated and far removed from how other people live. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna lean into it. I'm gonna lean into this weird world that I live in and these feelings of isolation and just constant travel and I don't know and being on a stage
2: yeah well and if you're writing in a persona I mean does that allow you to some point to uh you know get into the fictional side of it to get away from yourself uh, a bit
3: yeah so I don't know I don't really think of it as fiction because all the music comes from a very true place for me I think it was more just like my, the the reason I write music isn't to tell my story word for word exactly how things happened, but just to express a feeling. So sometimes, utilizing a character or using a narrative that didn't exactly happen to me expresses the feeling I had better in a more saturated way than, like, explaining word for word what exactly happened. Because sometimes what actually happens in your life is mundane, but the feeling you get is not mundane. And so you're trying to express a feeling, or at least I am, trying to express a feeling rather than a story. And so I don't really think of it as, like, personas, or fiction, those are just kind of, like, words that are easiest, uh, best used to describe what I'm trying to do. Yeah, um, no,
2: right. I, I heard you talking with uh, with Bob Boylan, our friend Bob Boylan, about the the first single geyser, and I think you were saying, like, lyrically it's vague, but it's more about that feeling. It's more about the emotion behind it.
3: Right, yeah. And I just, you know, we've all read fiction. <laughs> I think like it sometimes yeah I don't know you can get more truth out of fiction maybe than nonfiction.
2: well I, I want to bring up a, a few of the lyrics uh, on this record uh, anyway or, or on the first couple songs anyway there's one that you said it's you know destroyed by global warming but it's not earth you're talking about right yes
3: well I read it about- I forgot, I can't give you the exact source, but I read somewhere um, right about the time I was writing this song that Venus actually, the planet Venus, experienced global warming. And so I thought, oh, how interesting. Like, and I imagined, like, well, maybe there was a civilization on Venus, which we call the planet of love, but they wanted so many things the way we desire so much. And they kind of, like, wanted so much that's out of their means and drove their planet to global warming. Like, wouldn't that be funny if that's what happened?
2: (laughs) What a cool creative way to get to that point. Anyway, I love that.
3: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
2: I'll I'll bring up another one then, uh, and this one might be a bit more trivial, but, uh, you know, and you also say you want one good movie kiss. Which is a great line. Are you thinking of any particular movies? Um, do you have a, a go to? <laughs> do you have a go to sad movie that that you uh, you know is you, you'll stop for every single time?
3: Oh, I'm trying to think. I think the movie kiss I was referring to in my mind is like the kind of kiss that wouldn't ever be in one particular movie. It's like the 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 kind of like. The cinematic kiss in your that your mind conjures that doesn't even exist anywhere that can never be realized.
2: You got quite the endorsement recently from one Mr. Iggy Pop. Oh, yeah. What was that like? Where did that come from?
3: I don't know where that came from, but I'm grateful for it. I don't know how he found my music, but again, it's a miracle to me. Um, he said he found it on YouTube, which is wild, just imagining Iggy Pop just silently in his room surfing (laughs) the web but it's just great because Iggy Pop is one of my heroes you know like you you have a specific amount of like people you turn to whenever you're confused or you need guidance in your life and he's one of those people I'd watch his live videos or listen to his music whenever I kind of needed reminding of what I think music should be or what I think people should get out of a live experience so yeah i don't know how to i don't know how to feel about it it doesn't quite feel real it hasn't i don't know how my mind doesn't know how to register it
2: (laughs) i mean when your music starts reaching the points that you have been over the last couple years inevitably the heroes you know the idols the heroes whatever you want to call them you know will hear them and to get those compliments i mean that's you know, it's, it's got to be one of the things what it's all about. So this is this is what I always call the moment when, you know, we get to look back at our 15-, our 16-year-old selves and go, see, look at this. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: my gosh. Yeah. I mean, also, to Iggy Pop's credit, like, I listen to his show on BBC, and he really digs into, like, the indie rock world. He knows some obscure stuff. So I think he's just one of those people who maybe still passionate about underground music and seeks it out and that's i feel like that's the only reason he could have found me because i'm not famous in any way
2: (laughs) well uh fame i know is relative we we still appreciate the music and we're loving it over here and uh and i'm glad it's reaching the people it is so congratulations again on this record be the cowboy Uh, i'm so excited to hear the rest of it and hopefully we'll see you back around here soon
3: Yes, I hope so, too. Thank you so much for making the time for
2: this. It was a real pleasure. We'll see you around. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, thanks to Mitski for that call right there. The new album called Be the Cowboy. Hey, YouTubers, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button right now to Consequence of Sounds page to keep up with your favorite artists and interviews. For you podcast fans, iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you're listening from today, Uh, leave a rating and a review. And I'll be your best friend. Or at least you'll just be able to keep up with these interviews for a lot longer. (laughs) You can then head over to WFPK.org. I do a show there every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern. You can also find bonus episodes of this series there as well. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time.